When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome to another week of Plant School. So happy to have you here listening. Today, I wanted to do something kind of light and fun. For those of us here in the U.S., a holiday weekend is coming up, 4th of July. So I wanted to cover the top longest living houseplants. So there's quite a few of them that I found. I did a I did a lot of research on which ones live the longest so that I can give you guys the best answers. But before I jump into that, I wanted to cover some things about the longest living houseplants. First and foremost being, why are we even interested in the longest living houseplants? So number one, if your plant lives a long time, you don't have to buy the same one again and again and be wasting your money. And of course, I want to say like there is a learning curve for everyone getting into houseplants. So show yourself some grace definitely if you kill a few houseplants, especially when you're first starting out because you do get better and you do learn after each one. As sad as it is, when you kill a plant, you can learn a lot from that and hopefully you're less likely to do it again. So that's why I recommend starting off with something very easy easy, something like a pothos, snake plant, peacely, heartly philodendron. Those are all like some of my like top houseplants that are almost foolproof because if you make mistakes with any of those plants, they are less likely to die. They're really forgiving. And so I think our number one reason for why we're interested in longest living houseplants is just so that we aren't buying them again and again and wasting our money. We want our money to go a long way. We want to be enjoying these plants for a long time, which leads me to my second question is how long should a houseplant be living in the first place? So if your plant is taken care of, they can be around for decades. Some have been even to known to last centuries, which blows my mind. But on a minimum, they will last you at least two to five years. But honestly, they should be lasting you 10 years or more if you are taking care of them. And as I was like looking into this, of course, I ran into some fun historical stories about the longest living plants, like house plants. And so I wanted to share those with you. First one, there is a woman in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she had a philodendron that was more than 40 years old, so really old. And she actually put this plant in her will with an inheritance so that it would be taken care of. Because if the plant was taken care of, you would get the inheritance. I think that's hilarious. That sounds like something I would do. Like, hey kids, if you want, (laughs) if you want my money when I'm gone, you best be taking care of all these plants that I've been growing for my entire life. 
And moving on, I ran into a story about the oldest potted plant. So I don't know if you could technically call this a house plant, although I think this plant does survive indoors, but this one is the oldest potted plant that we know of. So it's an Eastern Cape cycad, and cycads, they look very similar to a palm, but this potted plant is in Kew Garden, and it was documented as having been potted in 1775, and it's still alive to this very day. It's over 242 years old. Isn't that crazy? I guess for here in 2022, we can we can be precise. It's 247 years old. I'm kind of like kicking myself because I've learned a lot of really cool history and facts that somehow relate back to Kew Garden. And some of you may know this if you've been following me, but I actually traveled to see my sister in London and we went to Kew Garden. We went into this greenhouse where the oldest potted plant is in the world and I had no idea. So I feel like now I need to go back so I can go and look at it and appreciate it. I'm sure I walked past it and I was just so naive and had no idea how spectacular it really was. But this plant, it was actually put on board a ship from South Africa to London. It took several months to get there and they actually strapped it to the deck so that it could be getting rainwater as it was traveling. And then it was put on a barge down the Thames River to Kew Garden where it still lives to this day. So it's in the Palm House if you ever go or if you live in the area and it grows about two and a half centimeters a year. So pretty slow growing at this point, but it is so big that it has multiple props like poles that it is leaning on because it cannot support itself. It's massive. And then there are some other stories. There's aspidistras, which are cast iron plants at Wisely Gardens, which is in the UK, and they are reported to be over 100 years old. So really old cast iron plants. And then, of course, I can't move on from this question without mentioning bonsais because bonsais, they're technically potted plants. Some of them reside in homes. I feel like most of them are kept in greenhouses or outside, especially the ones that I'm going to talk about because they have been around for so long and are so priceless. Like, they're amazing. So there are some bonsai trees in Japan that have been reported to be over 800 years old, just passed down from generation from generation in a family where they take meticulous care of them. It's considered an art form and I totally agree with that. They are beautiful and one day I would love to see a Japanese bonsai like in its native country in Japan. And as far as longest living houseplants, those were all of the main stories that I was running into. So I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to cover how to make your plant live a long time and then what plants are known to live the longest in your home. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, we're back and diving right back in. How do you make your houseplant live a long time? Number one rule is basically just pay attention to your plant. Check the soil before you water. I say this in like every episode. For those of you who listen are probably so sick of this. For those of you who are new, I'm adamant about this because it really helps you not overwater your plant. Just every now and then, every few days, check the soil of your plant. If it feels wet or soggy at all, don't water it. If it feels really dry, give it some water and it greatly decreases any problems you might run into with over or under watering. Also, just be looking out for pests, for any new growth, discolored leaves. Just pay attention to your plant, like I said. And when you notice something that kind of worries you, look it up and try and figure out what may be wrong. This process of figuring out what's wrong really gets easier as you gain more and more experience with plants over time, which may include a few of them dying. It's just the way the process goes. But over time, you get better and better at it. Second thing to help your plant live a long time is give it the right soil. If it's a desert or succulent plant, give it a well-draining succulent soil. If it prefers rich soil, get houseplant potting mix. How do you know what kind of soil your plant likes? You Google it. That is literally my simple answer. I could like go through every plant and tell you, or I've done multiple care guide episodes on this podcast and you can look it up and listen to those. But the easiest way is probably just to Google it. Third thing, give them drainage holes. No drainage holes on your pot increases the risk for overwatering and root rot because the water has nowhere to go. It just sits in the bottom of your pot. The fungi in the soil take advantage of the wet environment and eat the roots, which kills them and kills your plant. Another big one is to give your plant proper lighting. Most houseplants prefer lots of indirect sunlight and grow well there. Even if your plant says it's a low light plant, Honestly, I don't know how many plants actually do that well in low light. They're mostly just surviving in low light. Most of them just need bright and direct light. And not enough light leads to slow growth. It increases your risk for overwatering because they aren't uptaking as much water very quickly because they aren't in a lot of sunshine. So definitely try and give all your houseplants bright and direct light. Next thing is to fertilize them a few times a year at the very least. I know fertilizing seems like something extra and something that may be a little scary because you don't want to hurt your plant, but it can really help your plant keep going for years and for years. Look up the best routine for that plant, or again, you can listen to a care guide episode on this podcast if I've covered it and I go over fertilization in every single one. And if you do these things, your plant is likely to last for years and years. A long-living plant doesn't necessarily come because of its species. It's not like it's a genetic thing of this plant lives forever indoors and this one doesn't. It's more of how you care for it. Some are just more durable than others and those typically last longer. And those are the ones that I'm going to be recommending. The ones that are durable and if you care for them can last you for decades. So before I get into the ones that I researched, personally for me, the ones that have stuck around the longest plant-wise, I have quite a few that have been with me for a while. My very first houseplant 
is still with me. It was a peace lily from a greenhouse that I worked at on my campus. And it doesn't flower anymore, but I still have it. It's still doing great. And then my next kind of wave of houseplants came in from my interior plants class. Honestly, I was not spending money on plants when I first got into this. I was in college and I am just not a big spender. And so I got a lot of plants from this class and I probably took home about a dozen or so. It was a lot at the time. My husband was like, can you please stop bringing one home after every class? But I've kept a lot of them alive, which is great. So with me still, I have pothos, dracaenas, hartley philodendrons. I have a bonsai ficus that's lasted me and an air plant. I think that's about it as far as that class goes. And on the flip side of that, I did kill one of the air plants that we got. I have killed a peace lily. I've killed so many succulents. It's not even funny. And I've killed multiple like cuttings of different plants. And that has all kind of gone into the learning process for me of how to care for these plants. And another note that I did want to throw in that while I was working for my university's greenhouse, we cared for all the plants all around campus. It's a pretty big campus and we were in charge of watering them, replacing them if anything happened. And some of the most common plants I saw that did really well, like no matter where they were, and I think would do really well as houseplants and last a long time, are rubber trees, snake plants, aglonema plants, or Chinese evergreen, they're also called that. We had a lot of pothos plants and umbrella trees. All of those did so well, and I know that we chose them because they lasted a long time. So those are also ones that I definitely recommend. Alright, so getting into the houseplants that are actually known to live the longest, they're the most durable. If you're giving them the right care, they will last you for decades. So I scoured the internet for opinions of longest living houseplants. Honestly, there weren't like a huge amount of articles. I don't think this is a super popular topic, but I read every single article I could find. I found nine official articles that I felt really good about, and I tallied up the results on what they recommended. Some of them got nine out of nine, and others got like one out of nine. So you take it for, you know, what it is, and you decide which ones you want to try out. But these are definitely ones that I would recommend that live a long time. They're very durable and if you give them the right care, they will be with you and maybe you will put them in your will for your children to take care of so they can have an inheritance. <laughs> so we're going to start at the bottom, the one out of nines. The, I would say these are like the honorable mentions. They got some votes. So bamboo, dracaenas, and chiffleras, which Dracaenas and Schaffleras, I'd have no experience with bamboo, so sorry bamboo, I can't speak for you, but Dracaenas and Schaffleras definitely I think are very hardy plants and will last you a long time. Next are our two out of nines, and that was Bird of Paradise and Monsteras. They were voted as living a very long time. Three out of nine, we have air plants, cast iron plants, which remember, there is historical evidence of some living for as long as a hundred years. And then next for three out of nine as well, Boston fern, peace lily, and orchids. Orchids surprised me, maybe because I don't have one and I don't have any experience with them. I just feel like they're a plant that get a bad rap because they're given out for Mother's Day and then the flower dies and people just chuck them out. But I think if you keep them around after they flower and you aren't watering them with an ice cube, because that's a big no-no, I think they can last for quite a while. 
Moving on up to our four out of nine, so four articles recommended these plants. We have English ivy, Benjamin ficus, and the ag plant, or the Chinese evergreen aglonema plants. That was one I mentioned that were everywhere at our university. I also see them a lot in malls. They're just a really good plant to survive in a lot of locations. Next plants coming at five articles out of the nine, we have the pothos plant, ZZ plant, Hoyas, and philodendrons. Hoyas and philodendrons are really broad families, but there are experts out there that recommend them as having them stick around and live for a long time. There were two plants that got voted six times out of the nine articles. That was the Christmas cactus and the rubber tree. I think the rubber tree was another one that I saw all around our campus. And Christmas cactus, I think, is such a fun one. I've heard of Christmas cactuses being handed down from generation to generation. They're a really long-lasting plant. And seven out of nine, we had one plant that got seven recommendations out of the nine articles, and that was the sago palm slash cycads. Sago palm is just a type of cycad, but these plants look very similar to palms, so they are not in the palm family. They kind of have like thicker needle-like leaves. They've been around for centuries. They're some of the older plants that we have here on earth, which I think is so cool, and they last such a long time indoors. All right, we're getting close to a perfect score. We have eight out of nine There was one plant that got eight out of nine, and that was the spider plant. I feel like the spider plant is such a classic one that has been around forever and well-loved by so many generations. And lastly, nine out of nine. So out of the nine official articles that were really reputable, these plants were recommended every single time. Number one was cacti slash succulents. This one kind of blew my mind because succulents, I'm just not very gifted with succulents. I've gotten better, but as a beginner, I kept killing them because I kept watering them too much. But apparently, if you don't do that, like beginner Rachel did, they will last a very long time. I do have a cactus that is doing great and I have high hopes that it'll be around for a while. And I've known people that have like big cactuses that like their grandfather had and they passed it down to them. So I definitely know that they can do that. I just haven't seen it for myself and I'm hopeful that I can be that kind of person that can keep cactuses and succulents alive. They're great for people who forget to water. That's all I can say. And then number two, nine out of nine score was the snake plant, the beloved snake plant. I just feel like this is such a winner. Another deserty plant that does well when you forget about it and if you take the proper care for it, it does amazing indoors. And it's just another great durable plant. Honestly, any of the plants that I have mentioned on these lists, even if they got a one out of nine, I would definitely recommend them as being a durable houseplant that can live a long time. Some articles were very thorough with what they listed and others just listed a few. And so that's probably why some of them got more votes than others did. But honestly, all of them, I think, are great options if you're looking for a plant that will stay with you for your whole life if you take really great care of it. And that does it for today's episode. That wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening to the Plant School podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It really helps my podcast grow. I know when I first started this podcast, it was pretty rough. My episodes weren't very polished or anything. So I actually have some reviews that were pretty mean about that as I was first starting and figuring this thing out. And 
they hurt me at the time. I'm over them now. But it really helps to get up-to-date reviews that this podcast is sharing good information and helping people. It takes like five seconds to plug in, you know, five stars if you want to. That would mean the world to me. But it would really help me out doesn't cost you anything. But with that being said, I hope you guys have a great week. For all you Americans out there, I hope you have a great 4th of July weekend, and I hope to have you here next week to listen in to the Plant School podcast. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.